On today's show, we're going to dive into the latest with uh, spring football. Some really interesting news and notes. Um, A key player that we wish would come back off the injury list and some really interesting combinations at the offensive line position. Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your daily source for everything that's happening with the Wisconsin Badgers sports landscape. As always, you're joined by Ryan and Justin to discuss everything that's going on with the Wisconsin Badgers sports teams. Uh, jumping right, uh, actually, first, thanks for making Locked On Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Justin, uh, let's jump right into it's spring football. We're fiending for football news. This is what we're waiting for. We're finally getting little snippets. It's not enough, but it's something. Let's dive in. Aaron Witt. Still injured, still in a scooter. Uh, this is a guy that you've talked about, you're super high on. And to be fair, it seems like the staff is super high on. But per Jeff Petroikis on Twitter, he is not making great progress. And he is still in uh, a cast and on a scooter. Well, I think what it comes down to with this is we really have no clear idea of what's going on. And, and we shouldn't. I mean, it's none of our business, to be quite fair. But it is it is sad to see that he hasn't made the progress that he's ready to go yet. I'm, I'm really hopeful that he's ready to go by the fall, but if he hasn't been lifting on the lower half, uh, he might not be ready to be playing this year. Um, or maybe, maybe it takes him, you know, partway through the season to get ready and rolling again, but it's, it's been a long road right now. And to see that he's still on a scooter and still on, you know, cast it up. That's, that's not a good look. Um, mm-hmm. I am very high on him quite to quite frankly. I think that if, if he was healthy, I would look at him and I would honestly think in my eyes that he's a guy that would be potentially pushing for one of those starting positions. So he's also a guy though, that when we start to talk about it, a lot of hype there now missing a lot of reps, right? The he longer you st- missed all the reps last year, essentially missing spring reps. He's a young player. Like these reps, Oh, it's you know, very Captain obvious here, but these reps are important. And now who's going to get those reps? It's going to be bowlers. It's going to be Peterson, right? It's going to be Getz. It's going to be all the young dudes. Injuries are terrible, but it's, well, it's just unfortunate because he can't get on the field and he can't progress. It's not even just that, right? I mean, we have no idea what kind of shape his body's in at all. Did, did he shed weight now? You know, where is he from a strength standpoint overall? I'm sure they still have him doing something, um, but as a, he could have dropped 15 pounds of muscle at this point. And that's a big deal. I mean, that's an, that's an off season of development that he may have to get back in his body to get right and be ready to go again. Um, we, as we both know, unless you're an absolute freak and by freak, I mean, nonstop engine and quick like Herbig, you can't get by not being super strong. Like Witt is a guy who has good quickness for his size. He's not a guy who has elite level like her big quickness off the edge. So for him, it's a big deal not to have that that extra couple of, you know, pounds of rip to go on this. Um, yeah, I just don't think he's probably close, right? No. Which means he's probably not. I'd be surprised if he plays a lot this year. I would too. He's still in at this point. If cast, that, he's probably not ready to start lifting over the summer. Yeah, I, I agree with so, that. I think that's kind of where we're at. I think if we're lucky, we might see him partway through the season maybe he'll get some spot duty but i for me i the odds of him having any significant role this year are are pretty low yep major bummer like definitely somebody that we were looking forward to getting on the field somebody Mm -hmm. we've heard a lot about so you know a big bummer to hear about that setback um let's jump to the offensive line so and again let's preface this by this is spring football 
right? Uh, Titman is out with an injury. This is the first practice the media has really seen. So all of these things are going to shuffle. But again, like we're, we're football fiends. It's Wisconsin, the football factory. We're ready to dump on any bit of tidbit we get. So the first team offensive line started with uh, Jack Nelson, left tackle, uh, Logan Brown at right tackle, Bordellini's the center, and Beach and Furtney are the offensive guards. Now, mind you, Joe Titman is going to be playing a lot when he's healthy. He's mm-hmm. going to have one of those guard spots, I believe. Guard, or do you think he'll be at center? I think Bordellini's going to play center. That's just my opinion. Okay. Um, and, and that's I fair. I, I was going to say, it, and to be to be clear, there, I I was going to say one of them is going to switch. So mm-hmm. either Tipman was going to take over at center, and Bordellini was going to pop to guard, or or vice versa. Like I'm, I think either a way, huge I could see battle. It. Well, let me let me give you my two big takeaways with this. Um, the first is, and this is something I mentioned on our offensive line preview. I was kind of hopeful to see Logan Brown at least get a shot at right tackle. Yeah, I, just I think, think we both agree that that powerful. might be a better spot. Yeah. He's not the most nimble-footed person, but he's a big, long-armed dude who can be a mauler in the run game. Seeing him at right tackle makes me happy. That's my first uh-huh. takeaway. My second takeaway is there's going to be a fierce battle at guard, and it's going to be between, I think, Tipman, Beach, and Furtney. Yeah. Two of those three I think are going to start. There, there are a lot of people who, for whatever reason, think we're thin on the interior of the line. We are not thin on the interior of the line. Do we have a lot of guys who are like heralded guards from a recruiting standpoint? No. We have tackles that we've shifted in who are guys that we feel really good about. Um, Cormac Sampson's another guy who could possibly be popping in at a guard. We haven't really mentioned him. You know, he's a guy I could definitely see in there. And there's depth there. Like, I think we're, we're legitimately four deep at guards. I mean, we have two lines that we're solid at, at guard. Mm-hmm. If somebody goes out, I don't, I'm not worried about the offensive line. Like I, I feel pretty confident that the line's going to be good this year. The question that I think you and I both have is, can this be great to elite type of line? There's talent there that can be that level of play, but we have no concept of if we'll have that type of consistency or that type of play. Right. I, I do think it's interesting to see Nelson kick back out to left tackle, obviously played last year at guard. You know, I think tackle is a more natural position for him. And I think it's also very interesting that when Beach decided to come back, a lot of fans were were very interested where he would start, mm-hmm. where he would initially line up. And again, a long way to go on this, but to see him kick to the inside to make way for Nelson makes me feel It just makes me feel like there's a, we don't care what you've done. We're going to see who's best where mentality right now. Well, I think that's definitely the case. And that, that makes me wonder, like we, we always thought, I think anybody really in the fan that was in the weeds kind of with, with Wisconsin football, always thought that Bostead was probably kind of throwing some tips and whatever to Rudolph. Now the question to me is I'm very curious how often he disagreed with, with placement of players and stuff like that. And like looking at guys where he thought that they should be, because I'm sure that still floats through his head. When, even when he's coaching the other side of the ball. So it, it's interesting to me that we see a lot of guys flipping around and going to different spots. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean anything at this point in time. Like a lot of these guys could shift back to where they were previously and whatnot. I think Nelson will stick at left tackle. I think he's too good of an offensive lineman, regardless of where you put him. Like, I think he's going to be an all-conference type guy at every position but center. Like, you could put him out there and he'll be that good. Of, he's that talented. Can I disagree with you just a little bit on something? Sure. I don't think it means nothing just because it's early. I think I think this is an initial vision of what the staff sees. 
I well, the, I say nothing because of the fact that I think that there's guys that we're not seeing like with, like with the defense, the first team defense we saw today. Caden Johnson was starting at one of the spots because Herbig's injured. But, that's not what but we most expect. Of these to guys see aren't season. starting to start injured though. Tittman's really the only guy missing from the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, that's that's correct. I do think that Beach is going to stay interior. I think that now I like I think what the biggest let's put it this way the biggest battle I see kind of going through this year is going to be can. Brown hold off Nolan Rucci and um, Trey Wedig at right tackle. Those are the guys who I could see potentially. I think that that, like, I don't think Brown has accomplished enough that he can be locked in at that right tackle spot. So he's got to perform. And I think that we both would agree that Nolan Rucci is an animal waiting to be unleashed kind of at out there. If his body is where it needs to be. Probably. I, I mean, I think Wedding too is, is a right tackle. He's another guy who mm-hmm. I think is just a mauler. Yeah. Right now, he's a guy who I actually heard somebody say is a just because of his strength and his power, and he's not quite as long as some of the other tackle prospects could eventually kick inside as well, just to get him on the field. Yeah, where you put maybe a Mullman and a Rucci on the outside. Inter- interesting possibilities in the future. Yeah. Another position where we are very, very deep. Um, let me jump into another. Sorry, uh, let me jump in quickly um, into another spring football news and notes here. So, we did get a little bit of buzz on some of the transfers coming in. Keontes Lewis, you know, uh, is drawing some early rave yep. reviews. The receiver transfer from UCLA caught up. Dort, the cornerback from Kentucky, also drawing some early rave reviews. So Shaw, right off the bat from from UCLA, was with the first team defense, and Cedric Dort actually took some reps there too. Kind of the other big thing there, Ricardo Hallman, mm-hmm. with the first team defense. But Shaw, we kind of mm-hmm. figured. I think we both agreed that we thought Shaw was going to be a starter. Um, mm-hmm. it looks like all, it looks like the staff kind of agrees with that one. Um, Dort, I think is a guy who we'll see how this spring plays out, but I think it's going to be either Hallman or Dort probably at that position. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, I think we feel really good about the transfers coming in. I think Kiantas Lewis, like I said, caught a 45 yard touchdown pass today. So he's showing some things early, but yeah, a lot to, a lot to like so far from what we're seeing from the pr- first practice. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break for our first sponsor here, and then we'll be coming back to start talking about the early enrollees. Who's been making some noise so far? All right, our first advertisement here. Every As everybody knows, we love Stat Hero, and again, we're looking at Stat Hero. You know, we're going to be diving into some great games in the Final Four this weekend, but Stat Hero gives you some opportunities that you can have if you don't know these teams very well and don't feel comfortable picking, you know, against the spread or picking against the the odds or funky props that are going on. Stat Hero gives you the single game pickums where you can put, pick a star player and put it against another star player, an amazing hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Once again, you can start focusing on the players you know best and not have to rely on the big spreads, long odds, or funky props. They simply post a set of players for you to pick from and another set that you can choose from to go head to head. And you can set that up to make the players in the best situations for yourself. Stat hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple sleep gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is the way daily fantasy was meant to be. You can sign up right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Once again, that's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% match terms and conditions may apply. And also brought to you by built bar. 
Ryan and I have been talking about these guys. We've had rave reviews for them since the start of the year. We've been talking about how we've kind of gone down our fitness journey and diving into the opportunities that we get here. Have you guys tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of built bars, best tasting bars. The puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Like my personal favorite, yummy cinnamon, churro, coconut marshmallow, Ryan's favorite banana cream pie. And they're going to be your new favorite too. So everybody give them a try. They're low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars are 130 calories, four grams of fat, four net sugar or four grams of sugar, four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. A typical candy bar, like we said, two to 300 calories. You're not dealing with that here. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use, once again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And also, thanks for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, diving into the the early enrollees for this. Why don't you give me a rundown real quick, Ryan? Who are we looking at for this group? Wait, wait. Yeah, so early early enrollees for for spring football: Avion Jones, Zakuri Lied, both the corners, Aiden Vaughn, Miles Burkett, Barrett Nelson, and Curtis Neal. So we got six, and it, it's shocking how all of these players are actually coming in at positions aside from quarterback that are are really pretty loaded and don't have a great chance of seeing the field this year, but I did want to kind of talk about which of these players is going to benefit the most from coming in early. And is there a possibility that any of these players with the extra practice that they're going to have on the rest of their freshman class, see any playing time this year? Oh man. Um, honestly, I look at the early depth chart and there's not really anybody that I look at that, that I'm like, this is somebody that's going to break through and be ready to go. We have a lot of depth at the positions that normally we'd expect guys like our high end guys are all coming into kind of positions where we're already pretty set. The one position that you would normally say we have a pretty good shot would be if we had a quarterback that absolutely lit it up coming in. I like Burkett. I do not think that he is going to be ready that quickly. Um, yeah, Once again, not- unless, unless there's some massive changes to the way we're running offense, we need to see some huge leaps from the guys that we have out there. Um, so we'll, we'll see, maybe things have changed and maybe that maybe the way that they're kind of developing guys is going to change with Bobby Ingram at, at coach, but I'd be surprised at that position. Um, well, I let me just look, sure. let me just fire him off to you. Shotgun style here. Curtis Neal, any chance he plays this year? Uh, rehabbing off an injury. I don't believe so. No, I actually think we're pretty Barrett, deep on the defensive line. Barrett Nelson. No. Aiden Vaughn. No, he needs to pull weight on. A Corey Lied or Avion coming, Jones coming off an injury. No, and Lied is coming off the injury. Yeah, Lied's coming off injury. Avion Jones. I I just think that it's asking a lot, especially with the transfers for these guys to get in. Will they play a little bit? They might be see some special team sign time, but I don't anticipate them being out there for any real meaningful reps. Which brings us back to Miles Burkett, which we've already kind of talked about. Yeah. So the interesting thing with the other interesting part of this for me is I love it when a quarterback comes in early, mm-hmm. right? So Miles Burkett is going to get 
acclimated. He's going to get with the teammates. He's going to get in the system with the new offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach. I think that's big as well. That I think is important. He's going to get basically an extra chunk of practices than than he normally wouldn't get if he came in at a normal time. So I think that's important. And I think the rehabbing guys getting in early is actually kind of a hidden plus too, right? Guys like Neil and Lyde, you yeah. get them out of where they are into an like Wisconsin is going to have a legit strength and conditioning recovery program. I think it's yeah. a big deal. And and sports from a sports medicine standpoint, I'm sure that it's. Listen, I'm not going to say anything against regular doctors out there that do these surgeries and stuff like that. When you're going to a school like Wisconsin, you're dealing with somebody who's regularly dealing with athletes that are doing this type of work. It's it's they're very much in tune with what's going on in sports medicine. So it's you have somebody that's getting a lot of reps. So you're you're going to have very seasoned professionals that are going to be working on this stuff for them. Like a lot of the times, these guys see the same people like the Packers players are seeing. Yep, I think I think it puts them in more of a professional environment, right? Yep. It gives them a head start. So we, we kind of went through the early enrollees kind of quickly there, and we agree there's just not a path for any of these guys to really see playing time. Um, let me kick it to you in kind of surprise question because we got a couple more minutes to bust through this. I'm interested in your thoughts here. Are there any other true freshmen that that really do stick out to you that you think if you have a name or two that said, yeah, this dude's going to play this year? I think Vaughn will get involved in special teams. I just don't think that he's got quite the weight you want to see there. Like he came in at light. He was light. Like I think it was 207, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's going to be a little underweight. Now, they might be willing to throw him out on special teams because I think he's kid's got some jets. I think he can really run. So I think there's a chance they'll put him out there just as a guy who can just fly on the field. Um, but I, I don't necessarily. Avion Jones, I could see cutting his teeth on, on special teams. Well, I was teams saying too. any other freshman. I said any other freshman. Oh. Um, so, like, for me, Cade Yacomelli, I think, is going to play. I He'll be on special teams, too. Like he's a guy, I think we both agree with him. I think he's very polished for an incoming freshman. And and I think he actually has some really intriguing physical tools for a guy. So I, I, I'm actually really high on, like, I know we, we really liked the athleticism last year of uh, who is the kid from, from the upper East coast that is at safety now. Oh man. Preston Zachman. Preston you really Zachman. rely on me to get names I do. You do. You're, you're better with names than I am. That's for sure. Preston Zachman is exactly who I'm thinking of. I think that Kate is a little more polished than Zachman was. I think they're, they're somewhat similar athletes, although I, I like Yakimeli a little bit better. I think they're both going to play long-term. Um, but I think Cade coming in is going to be a guy who's going to do some things that they're going to be like, we can use this. So well, I, he, when I, I don't think he's going to really crack the running back rotation though, but no. I think he's going to play. I think Austin Brown will play in the roller role from last year. And I think yeah. one of the receivers has a chance, whether it's Vinny Anthony or Tommy McIntosh. I, I can McIntosh see Tommy McIntosh. Vinny, yeah. See, I think he needs more polish. I think Vinny Anthony's smoother. I think that I could see potentially McIntosh getting thrown in like a goal line package because of his size. He offers some intriguing speed combination to go at that size to high point in the, whether you want to throw a fade to him or, or even just have him box somebody out at the goal line when things get tight, like having that length is a, is a big benefit there. I feel like if they didn't do that with Tanner McAvoy, they're not going to do it with Tommy McIntosh. Yeah. But Tanner McAvoy never really made it as a receiver to begin with. I mean, he was, I, I just don't know what he was as a receiver. He was, he was pretty good safety, but I don't he know if, if he was going to be somebody who like, even with polish, was going to be somebody who was a reliable receiver. 
it feels like though they could have just put him out wide and thrown a jump ball, right? Oh yeah, where you don't I, need I a don't... ton of polish, and that's just not something because they started him at receiver. Yeah, and they just, did after he went from quarterback. Obviously, he started at quarterback, and then they tried him at receiver. Um, I just I think one of the receivers has a chance. They'd have to flash. Um, but it is interesting that we go through the the freshman list and we don't find many obvious candidates. I think that yeah. speaks to the depth of the roster. It also kind of speaks to the fact that some of the spots were light on. Yeah. We didn't necessarily bring in a legit impact player. Like an impact I, I would agree for sure. Could have played. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. And I also agree that I think that if we brought in a quarterback who we legitimately thought was a top tier and I'm, Listen, this is no disrespect to Burkett. I'm talking somebody who is like legitimately a high four star type five star guy. Like those are the guys who get, get opportunity. Yes, they're more polished. They, more they have the reps. Yes. Mur- Burkett needs a little bit of time. All right. Yep. So that was a, kind of a freshman recap for everybody. Coming up next, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about there's been a lot of whispers about who the Badgers basketball team is after on the transfer market. We're going to get into a, a more of a 30,000 foot view. What does the Badgers team actually need? from the transfer market. Uh, but first, one of our favorite sponsors of the show, Rock Auto. Uh, if you've ever gone to a mom and pop local chain store, you see all the, the parts there and you go in and you talk to the guy and you try to tell him what you need. And he asks you, would use your car on EX and LX? It takes forever to get through the process. And at the end of the day, he doesn't have the part you need anyway. And if he does, it's going to be too expensive and it's going to take too much time. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or dealership? For example, I went to I needed to get my fuel pump replaced on my Jeep Compass. Three hundred fifty dollars from the chain store, two hundred from Rock Auto, and they deliver it. Save time, save money. It doesn't get any better than that. Go explore their easy to use website. Find the solution to all your auto part needs. They have everything you could possibly want: brake parts, tail lamps to cosmetic items for your car. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. You will not regret it. March madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Justin. Um... We know Wisconsin is going to be active in the transfer market. They were last year. They brought in Jacoby Neath. You know, they're they're definitely a team losing Johnny Davis, losing Brad Davison. We need to add some parts. We need to add some pieces to this basketball roster. If you add one transfer this offseason, what is the biggest need Wisconsin needs to attack from a basketball roster standpoint? Um, man, I would say, honestly, a reliable wing scorer. Mm, Interesting. I I think there's multiple positions they need help. Right, right. I'm limiting you to one, which is tough, because I agree with that, too. I I actually think it's a reliable wing scorer. They need somebody who can stretch the floor. And I mean somebody who can shoot from three and has at least some ability to put the ball on the floor. So give give me a Badger example. And obviously, we're not talking about superstars here. No. Give, me, give me a Badger type example that 
uh, either that we played against, played for? Like, who's kind of a senior level talent player that you're looking at? If we could find a, a Josh Gasser or Brust, Ben Brust type player who so can not, go out you're not there. You're really looking for a wing score, then you're looking for a shooting guard. It, it's a backcourt player, yeah. Uh, I think I think they need somebody who can stretch the floor a little bit because I I I think I do think that they will be better in the post this next year. Um, whether it's it's either guy at this point, I think Wall will be very good in the post because he was this year. Um, mm-hmm. I also think Crowell will be better. We legitimately need a backup center, like and by backup center I mean somebody who can push Crowell. Like that needs to be somebody who if he's not getting it done then he can be pulled and that we can give the other one long minutes. And by long right. minutes, I mean, I'm talking almost, 25, 30 minutes. You almost need him not even to push Crowell, right? Because there's going to be a game where Crowell gets foul trouble. Even if mm-hmm. Crowell's playing well. That's, what, that's exactly what I mean. In. Yeah. You and, can't and have and a drop off. Uh, so I agree. So when you said wing player, I typically think like a three, like a, a, a rangy three. I think a shooting guard is is the big need. Um, so I actually agree with you. You need somebody who can create space on the floor. Uh, you need somebody who can also handle the ball a little bit because Chucky Hepburn yeah. can't handle the ball the entire time. So a secondary playmaker who can shoot the ball and score from that two position, kind of like Brad Davidson, quite frankly. I mean, you're mm-hmm. not going to get another Brad Davidson, but you need a guy because if if Hepburn went out, right, and we're I'm kind of going into the future here thinking Lauren Bowman may not be part of the program. We yeah. have no idea. I don't think that's an unsafe assumption, right? So you don't have the backup point guard. You need a guy, and Jacoby Neath isn't that either, by the way. Yeah. Before anybody oh, no. brings up Neath, so listen, Neath could can get better going into this next year, but he's not going to be anything crazy. Like you're maybe getting he's five or six point points of a game out of him. Yeah. Yep. So you need a guy who can take ball handling pressure off of a Hepburn, and quite frankly, that's not the type of guy you you get out of a high school recruit. Like Connor Segian's coming in, and we think he's going to be a really good shooter at some point in college. Maybe right away, we don't know. He's not going to be a guy to take ball handling pressure off of Chucky Hepburn, right? So, to me, that's the biggest need. And then I agree with your secondary need. They they need if if we can bring in two guys, you need somebody in the post, somebody strong enough to hold up to the Big Ten and strong enough that can they can give Crowell a blow and yeah. maybe even overtake him. Quite frankly, let let's legitimately break down the roster here real quick because I think this is actually a, an interesting question. Um, sure. There, there is some roster flexibility that we have going on here. We have Matthew Moore's leaving, so that opens up a spot. But I also think that it's not a lock that Carter Gilmore is going to be on, on a scholarship this next year. And I think that they may have to make that tough decision. Now, I'm not advocating for it or against it. I'm just saying it's where there is flexibility. And that's an opportunity where UW could say, hey, we have too many needs that we, we really are in bad shape here. And this is no disrespect to the team. Like this is an extremely young team and that's part of the problem. But this is Wisconsin is a team that can compete to be at the top of the big 10 this next year with the right transfers. So that's the point that I'm trying to wow. make. Wow. I, 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 do, I don't know. I agree see, with it. Well, so it depends on what you mean well, by right transfers. Well, that's a great question. Because what I'm you're, saying you're is I'm guys. not saying I'm, Oh, I'm saying there's going to be, here's what I, here's a, in my ideal world, what you're looking at for what Wisconsin needs to compete this next year for the top Crowell needs to get to junior level Kaminsky stat wise, not from the way he plays the game, but he needs to be a guy who is comfortably in double digits in scoring. You need Chucky Hepburn to be a guy who can be a 15, 13 to 15 point per game guy on a regular basis. 
You need Wall to be a guy who can give you 13 to 15 on a I think both basis. those are doable. I and, don't think those are outlandish. And what you need now is the difference is, is I'm talking the aggregate is where Wisconsin gets better if, if they do this right. You need a transfer guard that can come in and give you a double-digit scoring load. That's not. I'm not talking Johnny Davis. I'm talking you need a guy who can come out there who can get you 12 a game. You need also a back. You need two bench guys. You need a, a combo guard, most likely, who can fill in behind. This is already a lot to it fill is. in one off. Justin. It is. You, this sounds more like wish, wishful. Well, yeah. Well, uh, well, it's, it's effectively three guys. It's three guys. You're going to need a starter at guard who can come in and be a scorer, and you're going to need a backup guard who can be a good backup guard. I'm talking somebody who's going to be potentially get you double digits on a good night and a backup big who can be a guy who can put big minutes if necessary. So that's, that's your depth. Like it's, you're talking three players you need to bring in. And I, that's completely saying CGN is not going to be a guy who's going to play. I think he gets five minutes. I think people expecting him to be a star. No, but I, I'm saying, yeah, I, I'm saying that if you, if people who are expecting him to come in and be there, that's, you can't expect that. What you can expect is if they, if say Wisconsin hits on Reeves from Illinois state, or Western is it Western Illinois or is it Illinois State? I can't remember which one he was from. Is it Western Illinois? Not yeah. It's it's a it's a school in Illinois. It's Illinois. It's not yeah. the Illinois. <laughs> he's he's a guy that if Wisconsin knock, locks him down and gets a a good backup at center, Wisconsin could be a problem next year. Yeah, I I mean, listen, I was down on this year's team and they surprised me. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of time left on this to, to find out. The, I, the, and we don't even know what's all think, in the in the transfer market yet. That's right. I would think you'd have to hit home runs in the transfer market for Wisconsin, not just singles, right? And if you're yeah. talking about – Oh, a, I, a I am talking about that. Guys, then I don't think that team is that scary, to be yeah. honest. But but this year's team surprised me. So, yeah. you know, um, it's certainly not out of the realm of, of possibility. Well, I, I think we um, both agree that if – Listen, if if Wisconsin wants to do it in the aggregate, you have to have a better bench. And by better bench, I mean you have to have two guys who are legitimate scoring threats that come into a game that can can put pressure on a team when they bring in their secondary guys. So you need to be better than the other team's secondary guys. I mean, you, the entire bench was so bad this year. Anything you bring in is probably going to be an improvement. Yeah, a plus. That, again, it's such a low bar. And it's also – we talk about bringing in guys – you know, Jacoby needs played at, at Wake Forest. He wasn't a bad recruit. It was an ACC player, and it, yeah. it, it was and, a struggle. And, like, you, yeah, you also have to hit on the guys, which is also you know not not as easy as it sounds to hit on three transfers. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Like, people need to understand that when you look at a guy who's coming from a mid major and he's scoring 17, 18 points a game, he's not scoring 17, 18 points a game in the Big Ten. That may Probably drop not. down to it may drop down to single digits. What you're looking for is that he gives you quality minutes. Like I, in, in an ideal a, world, he fills a spot you don't have, yeah. like a shooter. Yeah, you. If we bring in a guy like Reeves, he's he's averaged 20 points a game, I believe, this year. Wisconsin, if he averages 13 or 14 here, that'd be awesome. Like I'd be <laughs> that'd be that'd be a, a win. That's that's a home run. That would be a total win, 100. percent I still think there's a lot of holes, and a lot of times there are. To discuss those holes. There, well, there are. Shows. Like Wisconsin has to legitimately be able to go seven or eight deep this next year, and and I'm not talking just minutes that you put guys in there that you hope that it's a net neutral. You need positivity when those guys come on the floor. We did not have that this year at all, and that's why the starters played so much. Yeah, I agreed. 
All right. Well, with that, everybody, we're going to go ahead and call it for the day. Once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can check us out on social media at LockdownBadgers at gmail.com if you want to email us or on Twitter at LockdownBadgers. Now, thanks for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day. Continue tuning into us as we dive into the basketball transfer market, as we were just kind of breaking down now. There'll definitely be some action there from the Badgers, as well as continuing to dive into the spring football season here. The, the press was in today. We saw some of the actions or some of the, some of the uh, information on Twitter, some key plays. Things are looking pretty good so far. So hopefully we continue to hear some positive news. Now make your second listen locked on NFL draft. Ryan Tracy and NFL and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.